Good evening, Mendocino County. This is John Horton with this month's edition of Inside Education. In tonight's ed- edition of Inside Education, we'll interview staff at Mendocino County Office of Education that helped put together this year's fair. Each year, local students in grades 3 through 12 submit science fair projects as teams and, and as individuals. Project ranges from biology, chemistry, geology, and earth sciences, environmental sciences and ecology, psychology, health sciences, engineering and technology, and physics. Like many things in education, the pandemic had changed the science fair from an in-person affair to a virtual event, but this year MCOE was determined to hold the event in person. Luckily, local health conditions removed all barriers and allowed the event to happen. I am substituting for Michelle Hutchins, County Superintendent of School, who is off air to follow the FCC regulations while she is an official candidate for her re-election. In her dedication to keep the show on the air, Superintendent Hutchins assisted with the production for tonight's show by helping craft questions, providing technical assistance, pre-recording, and editing this show for us. This show was pre-recorded on March 18, 2022, in the MCOE Remote Studio in Ukiah, California. For the beginning of tonight's show, Continuous Improvement Specialist E.J. Renner interviews the staff that organized the fair this year. Tonight I have Dr. Maria Stewart, E.J. Renner, and Bessie Glossinger from Mendocino County of Office of Education. Here is E.J. My name is E.J. Renner. I'm a Continuous Improvement Specialist here with the Mendocino County Office of Education, I served on the Science Fair Committee, and it was a wonderful event that we held last Saturday, March 12, 2022, at the Ukiah Fairgrounds. So our guests today on air, we have Dr. Maya Stewart, we have Ms. Bessie Glossinger, and E.J. Renner. Dr. Stewart, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do for the Mendocino County Office of Education, and how you assisted and supported this year's science fair. I am Dr. Maya Stewart, and I am a continuous improvement specialist for MCOE, specifically focusing on the implementation of our next generation science standards, as well as working on several different initiatives, such as accelerated learning, and how we're really going to support our students, our teachers, and all the stakeholders in our districts as we move through this period of the pandemic and addressing our unfinished learning as we move forward to a better and brighter future. And what was your role in in this year's science fair? This year, I was part of a team that MCOE put together to make sure that We were supporting the coordinators of the district fairs in such a way that we could put together um, a flexible county science fair to address the needs of the students as well as our COVID regulations. And so we were a dynamic team this year. And and flexible. From what I understand, it was uh, a little bit of a, okay, hey, we're going to be in person. So, okay, go. We crossed our fingers that we would be able to continue the pathway towards an in-person fair. So we started with that as our goal and we managed to maintain it throughout the process. 
And we were very happy to be the first in-person countywide event since the pandemic started, I believe. And a lot of positive feedback that was received. So congratulations on, on pulling it off. It was, it was a great event. Thank you. You're welcome. Ms. Glossinger, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role with MCOE and how you supported this year's science fair? Yes, well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Bessie Glossinger. I work for the Mendocino County Office of Education. I'm a youth services manager. Uh, in my role at the county office, I'm also the regional lead for the expanded learning programs in a, in a five-county area, so our northern and coastal counties. And in my work as a regional lead supporting expanded learning programs in 21st century learning centers, we also have a STEAM hub uh, that my colleague and I support as well. So STEAM, or science, technology, engineering, and math are near and dear to our work. And as far as uh, my role with the science fair, each year I've had the opportunity to be a volunteer, and it's been an exciting role that I've been able to play and see the the changes throughout the the time that I've been able to volunteer and to also see uh, how it's been in person, then going virtual and now being in person. So it was amazing to be back in person with the youth. It really is a good feeling to, to have that social connection in person once again, given the last couple of years of a virtual science fair. Definitely. And, and a lot of the, the uh, comments that we re- have received from the participants is how much they enjoyed seeing each other and the other science fair projects that they could walk around and see what their peers have done. Because in the last couple of years, they said, yeah, you know, we were online and it was virtual and it was just us and the judges. And then that was it. You know, we couldn't really see anybody else's science fair projects. What were some of the challenges as this as the first in-person county event? And again, not not first in-person science fair, but this is the first in-person county event since the start of the pandemic. So what were some of the challenges? And then how did you meet those challenges? Well, first of all, the constant challenge of COVID made it that we needed to continue to maintain the possibility of pivoting to a virtual event. And so... We met that challenge by using a particular program called Z-Fairs that allowed us to track students and be able to have a quick turnaround possibility that within days, if not hours, we could switch if necessary. So as the different variants appeared, we held strong to our commitment to do an in-person fair, but we had that as a backup. And um, another consideration was that a lot of people are uncomfortable being in large spaces with lots of people. And so we did struggle to find enough volunteers. Um, So I did want to shout out those volunteers who showed up for our students, the judges who showed up and really listened so intently to these different presenters um, and really had the courage and commitment to bring their best selves to this event because the students genuinely enjoyed 
being able to be in person and show off their projects and their logbooks. And so I wanted to also shout out Winona because um, she is one of the MCOE leaders in the science fair process who made sure that throughout this uncertain time, she was communicating frequently and clearly to our coordinators, finding out how the district fairs were going, making sure everyone knew what they needed to do to be able to make this in-person happen, as well as coordinating the volunteers, judges, and all the staff to make sure that the event went off without a hitch. Um, and I wanted to applaud her efforts to also be flexible because there were students that were still debating registration for the in-person event even days before as folks are monitoring those COVID case numbers and just considering their family's needs. So we were very happy to be able to still make it happen. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, and follow up with that, Maya, and that is th there were multiple challenges. So what, what I heard you saying there is there was not just one challenge. There were challenges as in quite a few of them, one of them being that we weren't sure, are we going to be in person? Are we going to be virtual? And you had a system in place that if you were virtual again, so again, we, you were intending to have the in-person event, but on a moment's notice, you could have pivoted and had this online. Absolutely. And a lot of the challenges stemmed from not necessarily having the number of volunteers that we may have been able to anticipate in other years. So we look forward to next year when more of our community can come on out and really enjoy all that is the science fair and, and being able to celebrate and support the students while they show off their phenomenal thinking and, and really critical thinking skills. Um, and so some of the challenges this year were just that we were working with sort of a skeleton staff, but the few and the proud got it done. So I really do appreciate and applaud those people who came out uh, to make it possible. And indeed, like you mentioned, the, those volunteers and those judges that, that came out and the people that volunteered on such short notice when we knew for a fact, yes, this event is in person. We're going to be live in Ukiah. And those people, you know, came out even given maybe some of the anxiety that they may have been experiencing still about the pandemic. Uh, even though I'm going to say, hey, you know what? We, we took that pandemic and we, we kicked it to the curb, you know, uh, Mendo strong. I know maybe that might be a little arrogant, a little cocky, but I'm going to go ahead and take that shot right now and take that chance. Uh, and then you also mentioned too, uh, your commander in chief for this event, Winona Idica. Uh, everybody has said she's done, she did an outstanding job that she's an absolute rock star, shining star of this entire event. Absolutely. I mean, Winona was absolutely professional in all aspects of answering questions in a timely fashion, clear communication, just an absolute joy to work with. Um, and she really made sure to organize every possible detail to the best of her abilities, given the staff that we were able to bring together for this event. And so I really applaud her efforts. And under extreme pressure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th those last, you know, down to those last few days, that flood of emails that were coming in and those last second 
I mean, not even 11th hour, but last second uh, registrants, you know, and how how much that would just push the numbers up and how, you know, we had to find space for, you know, those kiddos and, and how she was just, you know, again, the coordinator that brought that all together. And then also I was able to see her operate on Saturday at the science fair and just to see her um, under that kind of pressure operate with, with such grace and calm and just steady demeanor, um, you know, people coming up and just asking her questions one after the other, you know, as she was trying to do something and just this, she was an oak, I mean, an absolute rock and just, you know, and then she's running ribbons out at the end of the day, you know, to try to get them out there. And thank you for, for mentioning that, you know, we really appreciate that. And that really does speak to, for our future participants, please do register on time because we had 35 students register on time. And due to Winona's just sheer gigantic heart and flexibility, moved the deadline out and we ended up with over 100 participants. So I'm really happy to see that everyone was able to, but get that paperwork in. And, and Maya, thank, thank you for all that, and, and thank you for your contributions as well. I know that uh, if if my if uh, Winona is the commander in chief, you know you, you were the second in command of of the operation. So we know that, and we know that uh, there were a lot of hours involved in your part as well. Happy to. This is John Horton with Inside Education. We are listening to EJ Renner, continuous improvement specialist, interview the staff that organized the science fair this year. Tonight, I have Dr. Maria Stewart, E.J. Renner, and Bessie Glossinger from Mendocino County of Office of Education. Bessie, um, what were some of the challenges that you saw as the first in-person county event since the pandemic? And how did, how did you feel um, you met those challenges? We had to pivot, as you had said earlier. Uh, traditionally, we've had this event up at the uh, college. So we were in a new venue. So uh, again, that little logistics behind that kind of changed things. And I think that um, we pivoted well and, and were able to, to do so. Uh, I do think it was an all hands on deck situation. And um, I think we showed up. What I noticed from the day is, um, yes, we needed volunteers and Yes, there was a lot of last minute things that had to happen. But when you were talking about Winona and the grace that she uh, had, I think that our team in general, maintenance and operation was there setting up and, and doing their part. We had teachers, we had community members. It was an all hands on deck community supported, teacher supported Mendocino County Office of Education activity and it was amazing because everybody did show up and make the day run smoothly uh we had a glitch uh but every at the end but everyone has a glitch for for a a pro one of the things i noticed having been here for a minute um is that a lot of the people doing this year's science fair were new in their roles and positions. This was Winona's first science fair and you wouldn't have noticed it. Um, This was a new team of people that came together to put this science fair together. I don't think that uh, if, if you didn't know what was happening behind the scenes or behind the curtain, I don't think you would have known that it was amazing to see this new team come together and, um, especially because we didn't have the example of last year to, to, to build from, right? So we, we went from uh, folks who kind of had a snapshot of virtual be able to 
transition with grace um, into the physical um, uh, venue and make it happen. Absolutely. And and one of the things you mentioned there, Bessie, is, is a perfect way to describe how everything came off that day. And it was it was an all-hands-on-deck situation. And we're talking to everybody. And thank you for, for mentioning our maintenance and operation crew. They were absolutely fantastic setting up the night before, being there early, being there late, packing everything up, uh, setting up the sound system, making sure that everything was coordinated. Um, again, every single person that was involved in this science fair, you're right. It was hey, what do we have to do to get the job done? And, and, and I've seen that uh, with, with other situations. As, as an MCOE employee, I can honestly say that that is how people function here at the county office. You know, it is, what do we need to do to make this happen for kiddos and their families? And, and that's pretty much it. You know, it's, you know what is it, it going to take? You know, we're, we're going to get it done. Yes, I, I, I think that uh, what was memorable for me in that is um, just the collection of people that came together for the community, you know, um, from the setup to the breakdown. Uh, we had our directors there. We had, uh, you know, I'm throwing tables at the end of the day with the superintendent of schools because that's what needs to happen. And, and when we do that approach, when we do that all hands on deck approach, we can move mountains, Absolutely. And, and like you mentioned, you know, they're, everybody's rolling up their sleeves. You know, we're, titles, those are all getting checked at the door. You know, we're a group of people coming together, everybody, for an event that's going to benefit, you know, students in our, in our county. Oh, and, and you know something else, too, is uh, we also have to mention, how about Malia Meyer? She was out there making sure that everybody had something to eat and had beverages. Well, thank you, Bessie. We really appreciate that. Uh, coming back to you, Maya, what stood out for you among student projects this year? I think overall, one of the points that really stood out was the fact that students were really looking to solve real world problems in their community and around the world. The students were tackling issues such as how to clean up oil spills, how to assess wildfire damage, using various forms of mechanical and chemical energy to create electricity. We had a student who was um, generating electricity by riding a bike. We had lemons um, making electricity and even how to build a maglev train to use electricity for propulsion. And the students are clearly rising to the challenges of creating solutions for the problems they've inherited on the planet and really looking to be forward thinking about how are they going to make this a better world. Um, and I also noticed that a lot of students' projects reflected their reality. So there was a project about the quality of masks, another about the effects of masking on facial recognition. You know, the students are clearly looking to build their own understanding about the realities of the pandemic. And it's going to be interesting to see how these students perceive this time frame in five or 10 years from now. But I know that they're going to be looking forward to engineering and designing for solutions. And so I'm very encouraged to see that students are not creating projects about the problems of the world. They're looking for 
how they can be part of the solutions. And I really enjoyed seeing that. And and as you mentioned, and in talking with some of the participants from this year, that absolutely they are they were doing things, they did things this year that we're talking about. It's going to improve human health. These things are going to improve our environment. These things are going to be able to transport water because obviously we have a drought situation that's been ongoing here in the Western United States of America and in other parts of the world. Uh, we had another project that was about wildland fires and the nutrients in the soil because obviously we experience those uh, every, almost every year uh, in, in the West. So absolutely, these things are going to be taken forward if, if we listen, right? If the, those in power and those of us who are adults in this world listen and pay attention and take from these projects and actually embrace them and encourage our students to advance their scientific knowledge. And I also noticed, and maybe you did too, and looking at the projects this year, it, it seems that the Next Generation Science Standards, or NGSS for short, have, are, are taking hold because the NGSS, as you know, as, as our science lead here in the county, they're about creativity and they're about problem solving. You know, it's an exploration and learning from, you know, this experimentation and making mistakes and then writing down and documenting, okay, what did we learn from that mistake or that failure? And then going on to the next experimentation. You know, it's not like it was back in the day of just, hey, you know, read this science book, take the test, and can you regurgitate the knowledge? Well, I would say that the science fair exemplifies the fact that we are moving towards an education system for science that better mirrors the realities of what it is like to be a scientist. And so students are given the opportunity to really participate in the methods of scientific experimentation, of engineering design, and being able to think through the entire process in a way that they can really draw conclusions based on well-documented and well-designed evidence. And we certainly applaud the students for not only their thinking quality, but also a lot of them did some excellent documentation in their logbooks of their raw data, as well as their thinking through the data and their evaluation skills. So I do see students improving their ability to not only interpret and analyze data, but to really come up with solid arguments and being able to support those arguments for evidence. And Maya, something you mentioned there stood out in my mind just now, and that is it's about creating authentic experiences, that our kiddos are engaging in these authentic real-world experiences, not doing something in a vacuum that has no application to the real world, kind of like the common core standards, that these are skills that can be applied to multiple situations. And the things that we're doing in the NGSS, the Next Generation Science Standards, and the things that our kiddos are doing are skills and things that they can apply to situations that haven't even happened yet, that they will have a, a set of tools in their toolbox that they can pull out and be able to apply to different situations that will inevitably come up down the road in decades to come. I mean, well, Bessie, I'm going to let you go ahead. No, I just would like to add um, 
that coming off of uh, the last two years, that this was an opportunity to practice those soft skills. And that's just critical for our kiddos right now. Um, to be able to um, convey our ideas, articulate our thoughts, um, to, I mean, all of those soft skills that, you know, we talk about learning loss the last two years, but something that we've also not had are the opportunities, those in-person opportunities to communicate with other people, um, to share our ideas. And for me, I mean, it was just beautiful to be able to stand, step back and see that happening for these youth who might not have had that opportunity in the past two years. So again, uh, those soft skills were just uh, something that I, I wanted to put out there as well as the, the other skills that we're uh, chatting about today. And and that might be something else that stood out for us this year, Bessie, as you just mentioned, you know, those those uh, soft skills to interview, you know, to feel that pressure a little bit, if you will, with with people, those judges that are, oh, my gosh, they're, you know, they're right in front of me. And, you know, just kind of keeping that demeanor and working on our emotions and some of the things we've talked about this year or, you know, our emotion science and, you know, where do our emotions come from and how do we best use our emotions to uh, influence the, our decisions or, you know, to function in a particular situation. I think that the beauty of the in-person fair was not only that the students were able to have that opportunity to explain their project and work on their presentation skills, their communication skills, their eye contact, um, but also to witness each other and see how some of the projects that earned excellence and superior in the categories, you could see how they clearly conveyed their information and how well they not only displayed it, but were able to explain it during the public viewing period. And just for our listeners who may be interested in joining in future years, there's a public showing hour where anyone can come and not only explore the projects, but hear from the students themselves about their thinking through the projects. And a lot of the students asked each other, you know, hey, explain to me your project. I really want to know how you did this. And so it was wonderful to see how they were supporting each other and how positive they were towards each other's projects and efforts. And so it really felt like a lot of collaboration and camaraderie. Absolutely. Bessie, would you like to add to that? Anything else that stood out for you on the projects this year? Well, I uh, was outside with the activities, so I didn't get to, to uh, view as many projects as I would have liked. So for me, as far as answering the question, um, what was the best part of the day or what, what stood out for the day? Um, I would just like to say it was, we were given a beautiful day weather-wise for starters. So uh, that stu stood out for me. And with that, I was able to be outside with the youth who uh, were done presenting or waiting for their opportunity to present. And we had uh, some different activities out there that were science-based. And um, just, again, hearing the youth interact with one another, uh, 
um, navigate their space together, uh, the families coming together um, and being able to socialize uh, while their youth were um, engaged in activities. Um, it was just amazing. I wish I would have been able to view more of the projects, but because I was kind of stationed outside, that's kind of where I was at and what I was into. So thank you. And hats and off speaking, to you. Oh, I'm so okay. sorry. Go right ahead, Maya. <laughs> well, and thinking of that, I also wanted to shout out the Hopland Research and Extension um, Center because they brought some really interesting um, examples of species from the area and being able to have um, volunteers to explain some of the adaptive qualities of these animals that are fit to this environment and how they are, you know, essentially looking at everything from the bones to the wings to the fur that allows these animals to be well adapted to this coastal environment. And so thank you to Hopland because that was a wonderful addition um, to the fair. And Bessie, I was going to say hats off to you and the other volunteers who are out there running those activity stations, because we did hear uh, from participants that that was one of the big highlights of the day is, you know, they got to go out there and participate in some of those hands-on activities. And so that was a big plus just to kind of have that out there, those, the paper airplane stations and, you know, all the other activities out there was just, you know, such a a benefit and something that I know we're certainly going to continue for, for future science fairs. And again, you know, mother nature cooperated with us. So that, that was a, a big, you know, yes, you know, uh, that was a beautiful day, but you know, even if it was raining, I know that, you know, based on everything that happened, that this team, all of you, all of our volunteers, we would have pivoted on a second and we would have moved those activities inside. We would have found space and it still would have happened. This is John Horton with Inside Education. I am substituting for Michelle Hutchins, County Superintendent of School, who is off air to follow the FCC regulations while she is an official candidate for her reelection. We are listening to E.J. Renner. Continuous Improvement Specialists interview the staff that organized the science fair this year. Tonight I have Dr. Maria Stewart, E.J. Renner, and Bessie Glossinger from Mendocino County of Office of Education. So in addition to talking about uh, the purpose that an event like Science Fair fulfills for our community, and we've already touched upon some of that, that the biggest takeaway overall that we heard is just the social interaction, just to be able to see people in physical form once again, to be together in a large group. It, it, it's such a, uh, an overwhelmingly great feeling because we know that we are social creatures. You know, we, we are at a basic level. And I know it sounds funny to say, but we are pack animals. We really are. Humans are pack animals. You know, we, we, we're a herd animal. We they've done countless studies on this and the research is out there that in isolation, our mental and emotional states will suffer. So to to have this is is just a huge, huge uh, benefit uh, overall. But if you could also think about maybe um, why would a member of the public want to participate in an event like this, such as science fair, Maya. 
Well, I think that it is very easy to get into a negative mindset if you spend a lot of time with the, the media and the woes of the world these days. And I think one of the real benefits to participating in the science fair and these kind of events is really seeing the hope. You know, there are some truly dynamic, critical thinkers that are being brought up in our local community that are going to be the leaders of our local community moving forward. And there is a brightness to that future that when we think of it at this level, at the local level, there are wonderful things happening. And I think it does a lot for my spirit and my resilience to be able to see that it's not all doom and gloom out there as you know global politics might assume or whatever the case may be. Um, I think this is a wonderful dose of hope and optimism and just a wonderful way to see how our students are phenomenally resilient. They have persevered through this. It is not all about learning loss. There have been tremendous learnings. There have been tremendous examples of students that have figured out really how, to, how they learn best, how they are going to really bring the learning home to a personal level and own their education in a way that they may not have otherwise. And there's just a lot of positive examples of students really creating a different and better future in a lot of ways. Maya, I couldn't agree more with every single thing you just said. I, that's it. You, you, you really, you know, summarized it perfectly just there. Bessie, um, anything else you'd like to add about the benefits of events like Science Fair and why would members of the public want to attend an event like this? Well, I, I think it's been said, but um, the, that opportunity to build community, you know, um, there's just, there's not that many opportunities right now, or there haven't been. And um, I, I just want to echo what's been said. Um, I think that adults in certain communities have a, a perception and, and sometimes you just need to get out and, and talk to the youth. A lot of us are advocating for the youth or on the behalf of the youth, but we're not talking to the youth. We're not interacting with them and finding out where they're at and what they need. The other part about it is for the community, um, during the awards component of the science fair, there's also opportunities for scholarship and awards and recognitions. Um, and I think that it's a really great time um, during the science fair to um, bring forward uh, organizations that are supporting youth. So if your organization wanted to say, wow, this, this has value to our community and we want to support these uh, youth who are looking at these real life problems, we can um, recognize them uh, by um, providing an award and, and we can present it as well. So um, I think that that's also a component for the community as far as involvement in our science fair. 
Thank you. Yeah, shout out to um, the uh, South Ukiah Rotary that really stepped up this year as an example. You know, they, they heard about the fair, they heard about the great work that students are doing, and they just stepped right in and, and sent a representative to be not only a presenter, but a judge. And I think that, you know, it, it, it created yet another one of those community building connections that gets not only their name out there, that they are so supportive of the community and the youth that are, you know, actively making change, but it's a way for us all to get to know each other a little better. You know, that community, you're so right. The community building piece, the people I ran into, I'm like, Oh wow, that's what you look like on the other half of your face. And Oh my goodness, you're a head taller than I expected. That was wonderful. Um, and a great opportunity to see each other's kids and, and really be in community. That was great. Indeed. And to follow up, uh, again, like you mentioned, there is something for everyone at, at, at a science fair. At the science fair, there was something for every single person at that science fair. Because if we look at it from, oh, do you live in Mendocino County? Do you live in the state of California? Do you live on planet Earth? Because everything here at this science fair is affecting everything in our county and our entire planet. As we think about, again, the wonderful work that our students did this year. So, again, there's something for everybody. And to, to follow up on your comment, Bessie, I'm thinking that, you know, especially for our juniors and seniors, those connections that they could be making to future employers, to connections to college applications, career, and college readiness that, that they are preparing for because they're, they're going to be out there out of high school in just a, a year or two short years. And so it's also a great opportunity for them to connect to you know, life beyond high school. Yes, those, those 21st century skills are going to be needed as they um, enter into the workforce or as they pursue their uh, higher academics and uh, I think that any opportunities we can give them uh, here in in the safety of their community before they step out uh, are valuable. And um, I'm so glad that we're able to come back in person to do these things. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Were, were there any, <clears throat> in addition to some of the additions or changes that were made, I know we, we spoke about uh, the last minute uh, pivot to, oh, we may have gone uh, virtual again, but I know that that was a change. You know, we went back to in-person and some of the things. Were there any other additions to this year's Science Fair, Maya? Um, well, we had some additions of awards that had not been uh, previously given because of our, you know, generous community organizations. And I think that this year we were mostly working towards that, you know, hold fast goal of being in person. Um, as we look forward, this year we had a fraction of the number of students that otherwise um, have participated in previous in-person years. And so as we look forward, we are looking to expand the number of participants, volunteers, you know, the whole nine yards as we get back into, um, well, we'll call it our new normal. Um, 
But I think that we were mostly trying as a fairly new team without a lot of institutional prior knowledge of how the fair ran. We were excited that we pulled it off. <laughs> um, so I think the it's more about how do we look ahead for taking what we saw as real shining moments and expanding those. And I think that the having multiple different experiments for the students outside, they just absolutely loved that. So I would like to see in future years a continuation of that um, and an expansion on that. And one thing that we also saw um, was a lot of really interesting displays where the students had some really deep knowledge of interesting topics, you know, black holes and blue lava um, and all these ideas that um, I would love to see students who may not have um, a full-blown experimental design, but have really deep knowledge on a particular science topic that just want to share their joy. I would love to see them come on out next year, and we'll have an additional category for those folks that are just interested in sharing what they really, really care about. Thank you, Maya. Bessie, were there any other additions or changes to this year's science fair that we haven't previously mentioned by chance or anything else you'd like to add? I think that that was a good summary. Um, I think that it was uh, handled well, that it was the first day of unmasking if, if, if that was uh, an option that people wanted to take. And I think that we, uh, that the community as a whole uh, was able to make that transition during the fair uh, smoothly. And so I think that that was lovely. Um, I enjoyed the fairgrounds as our um, venue. I, I don't know what we're going to do in the future because in the past we've had uh, uh, at least double the, the presentations. But um, I think that for our first in-person event after the last two years, I think we knocked it out of the ballpark. I think it was amazing. And I know that that sounds like we're patting, I'm patting us on the shoulder, but I just, I left the day smiling. I, you know, it was a 10 hour day for some of us. And I left the day um, with my cup full. Um, it wasn't exhausting. It was, it was, I think somebody used the word invigorating. I mean, I, I was, joyful as a result of, of being able to see my colleagues, my peers, um, and all the community members in addition to the youth and um, hearing uh, their joy uh, at being at this event. Thank you, Bessie. And, and that's something I will reiterate, and that is at the end of the day, like you said, my cup was not only full, but my cup runneth over. This is John Horton with Inside Education. We're listening to E.J. Renner, Continuous Improvement Specialist, interview the staff that organized the science fair this year. Tonight I have Dr. Maria Stewart, E.J. Renner, and Bessie Glossinger from Mendocino County of Office of Education. What other improvements or changes have you already thought about making for next year? Probably the biggest one is... Um that we will not 
hopefully need to use Z fares again because we all let's let's just all cross all our fingers and all our toes that we don't have any new variants that would force us into the position that, that we were in this year with needing to constantly have that as our backup. So we look ahead to an in-person fair next year where we are going to be in collaboration with um, our judges and scientific community to create our own rubrics that best match the types of projects that are coming out. We look forward to an expanded array of projects so that we can have awards for not only the divisions, but each class of project as well. So we can look forward to more awards, more students participating, more input from our collaborative judges and the folks in the scientific community that want to help us out with that. So you can look ahead for those. And we also really want to expand that display category to really allow students to show what you know. And for those kids that really have a particular affinity for a particular topic, let's learn from our youth because they really do have some deep knowledge. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing some really phenomenal raw data and evidence, you know, looking at these logbooks and having the students show how they came to these conclusions. We love to see their thinking. And so we're going to encourage that as much as possible. Thank you. And um, as you mentioned, so Z Fairs, for instance, that that was a great program for us to use during our virtual years. And we used it again this year because we'd already been uh, part of that system from the previous year. So a lot of that uh, information was able to be carried over. But it sounds like moving forward that we're going to use a system that's you know tailored a little bit more specific to our needs as as a local you know county science fair here in Mendocino. Make it a little more efficient. Uh, make the operation a little bit smoother. Uh, expand our operations as well. Um, yeah, so we're, we really appreciate that, uh, Bessie. Um, any uh, other improvements that that or or takeaways that you heard looking forward to next year? It's all good. So. Um... I just want to say thank you to Bessie for joining us and joining our science team. It was wonderful to have you. Um, and I'm really thinking that we're going to have a wonderful time next year. And I appreciate all the volunteers who made it happen. And I apologize. I didn't realize that, that Bessie did have to sign off. So Bessie, thank you so much for joining us today. And again, we appreciate all of your hard work and dedication this year to our, our 2022 Mendocino County Science Fair yeah, uh, your your running of the activity stations was absolutely fantastic. So thank you, and I know um, you know we'll see you again next year on that. Um, Maya, um, again, kind of coming back to looking forward to next year and some of the things that we'll iron out. I know one of the things that that we had mentioned were that that delay between the the score sheets and then you know getting it inputted. And I know that's something we'll we'll tighten up to say, hey, you know, let's make sure we, you know we handle over our score sheets and just all those little things. But again, we knew there were going to be some takeaways. Um, and again, such a short notice. And no matter what, even under the best of circumstances, we always look at how we can improve our, our situation. You know, it's an iterative process. You know, it's part of our exact department. I mean, our department is called continuous 
improvement. improvement. So just mm-hmm. by our nature alone, we're going to look at, okay, what are all our positive takeaways? Yes, yes, yes. We're going to celebrate those. Keep doing all of these things. And where are some things that we can look to get even better for next year? So it could be one of the things that was mentioned was, hey, you know, we're, maybe we'll have some food trucks out there next year. You know, some of the local food trucks will be out there for people to uh, be able to, get, you know, buy lunch or breakfast or whatever they want to do. Awesome. Any any last minute thoughts on that, Maya, on uh, looking forward to next year? I think my final thoughts are that I think that the more that we can work with our community and collaborate together to make our rubrics and the judging as authentic to the projects as we can, to really make sure that we have possibilities that help to stretch student thinking and really be able to allow students to show the full expanse of their knowledge and capacities. And then just doubling down on ways that we can celebrate the perseverance and resilience of our students because they have been through an unprecedented time and are coming out of it not only knowledgeable, but stronger. And I want to make sure that our science fair continues to reflect the capabilities of our students and really shine a light on the fact that we we have grown here in Mendocino County some tremendously talented thinkers and the more that we can create a venue to recognize them and celebrate their challenges that they have created for themselves and the solutions that they are coming up with all the better. So I'm just really looking ahead and excited to see what our students continue to be capable of as they continue to improve. Absolutely. And, and we know that under stressful situations, we know that that's when creativity sometimes flourishes. So it's interesting to see, is there a connection between this pandemic that we've been experiencing for a couple of years and some of the the projects that that we saw this year you know and, and some of the creativity that may have been spurned as a result of the pandemic and i know something that you mentioned a little bit ago is we're talking about variants and things like that and you know oh you know i don't think anybody wants to go back to those virtual fairs ever again and we want to make sure that we stay in person regardless of what's happening so you know this might be an opportunity for all of us to really focus on our health and just build up our own immune systems in general, as I'm thinking, right? So, you know, what do I have to do to make sure I ensure my own health, you know? And a little shameless plug here for the California Health Education Framework. But, you know, are, are we, you know, eating a healthy diet and getting our leafy greens and, you know, making sure we're getting a, a good supply of vitamins and getting proper rest and making sure that we're getting out in fresh air and getting some form of activity or exercise? So all of those things to, to build up our immunity because, Lord knows we don't want to go back there again where we can't see each other or, oh, hey, you do have a bottom half. It's not just a hologram, you know, and, oh, you do have a nose and a mouth underneath that mask. Well, I think that 
last year's fair, folks did a tremendous job to make it work and make it possible. Um, but I'm deeply grateful for working with a team that was able to pull off a authentic celebratory experience in both virtual and in-person contexts. So I think we had a great team and I look forward to improving together. Well, we appreciate that, Maya. And I know you mentioned about, you know, how communities and organizations can get involved and that's just, you know, through marketing efforts and word of mouth and just really talking about the benefits of science fair. And it's not just the benefits of the projects and the learning it's also the benefits of the socialization. You know that this is a time to come together, to be together, and also there's a lot of beneficial information that's coming out of a lot of learning that's coming out of it. Absolutely. And I think that if anybody is interested in getting involved, we are more than excited to add to our team for not only how we are designing for next year, but how we can improve the fair itself as well as any of those other details. So I think that if you're interested, by all means, please reach out. We've got Science Fair 2023 at mcoe.us coming soon. Uh, right now we're still on the Science Fair 2022 uh, email, but by all means, please reach out and we are going to have plenty of opportunities for volunteers, judges, um, and just community outreach as we prepare for next year. Fantastic. Last question. What was the best part of the day for you? I think the best part of the day for me was seeing the students placing their projects first thing in the morning finding their name plates and looking in their little envelopes and seeing their certificates of participation and all the anticipation in the air. Um, and they just looked so proud to be able to show off what they had done. Uh, and my other favorite moment was the um, paper airplane design experiments that were going on outside. At one point I walked by as a student did probably one of the longest shots we saw that day and how many of their fellow competitors, honestly, were just cheering and so excited to see um, that the student had managed to throw a paper airplane that far. Uh, so some of those just fun little moments. Well, my, and I think what was, what was your favorite moment of the fair, EJ? My favorite moment of the fair, I would say just seeing everybody there in person. Again, just the the kiddos having a great time interacting with each other. And again, like you mentioned, just seeing them set up their projects and finding their name and just the togetherness. And um, the other part of it was during the, the award ceremony, or, or I would say the, the pre-award ceremony activities where the students were calling out their teachers uh, to try to embarrass them, which was absolutely hysterical, uh, you know, to see the teachers kind of, you know, pull their hoods up or, you know, try to hide their faces. And, you know, you have 20 students all around pointing at them like over here, over here. So that was a lot of fun. Any, anytime you see students laugh and have a good time, it just really reminds me about why we do what we do every single day because it's about kids and it's about their families and, and that's that's why we're here 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I love the opportunity to get to work with students and to promote just how much they are the solution that we need for our future. And we've got to work our hardest to make that possible for them. So thank you for having me today. Absolutely. You're welcome. You know, in the the words of Bill Nye, it's science, right? Hey, you have a a wonderful weekend, Maya, and thank you again for joining us today. Thank you. Take care. I'm off to the Exploratorium for a science adventure. Have fun. All right. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. That concludes our show tonight. This is John Horton with Inside Education. A big thanks to my guest tonight. And thank you to County Superintendent Michelle Hutchins for her help for crafting the questions, offering technical assistance to record and edit our show this evening. Even though she is off off air to a dear FCC during her re-election campaign, Superintendent Hutchins is dedicated to keeping this this show on air. With that, I thank you for listening to the community-supported radio. Enjoy your evening. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. Thank you.